Welcome back to the weirdest games to love podcast so far. We've been in the meeting room. We've been in the middle of the pub. Now we're just self-isolating at home and discussing tennis from each other's houses over Skype. So this is an interesting one. I must admit, it feels very weird and very bizarre, but at least at least the fans can appreciate that we're going to all efforts to make sure that we're still bringing up the podcast and doing exactly what we can do. So well, exactly. It's, just, it's, a, it's a tricky time for everyone at the moment. Like, a lot's going on in the world. Uh, <laughs> the last one, one in the shop, mate, I think. so. What granny did you steal that from? Mate, I had to push a few out of the way just to get it. <laughs> but yeah, keep on washing your hands, get the antibacterial on. Yeah. And then hopefully this is all going to blow over. Well, well I don't know how it's going to take, but like it's funny actually because it's only six days ago since we did the last podcast and we broke the news that Indian Wells is going to be cancelled. And I feel like since then, like our stance on the whole thing was we were a bit disappointed. We didn't really think that it should have been cancelled. We thought like they could do some different, uh, maybe like play behind closed doors, and it was unfair yeah. all these players like losing out. But since then, like it's blown up to a, such an extent where it makes like I, I'm completely on side with it, or everyone who's now, everything. Yeah, everybody's uh, now on lockdown. We've got Spain on lockdown. We've got Italy on lockdown. The US have closed like flights and closed yeah, France as well now. I think they're talking about closing internal flights in the US now as well. So, yeah, it's just a bit of a worrying time. But I think we've all got to learn from Italy and China and the people who it's affected the worst. If we can take precautions now, Mm. then hopefully we don't get fall into the same uh, boat as they have. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because the UK is not really taking the same approach as the other countries. They're like going for some complete different... (laughs) together like everything is there's been very little cancelled in fact like we're talking about the premier league and stuff the government were very happy for that to go ahead well, look at cheltenham we had the horse racing the well the biggest horse race of the year event there's probably about two hundred thousand people there every day for yeah. five days yeah yeah still running literally the premier league was going ahead right up until <laughs> Oh, Mikel arteta the arsenal manager contracted the virus so it just shows to like it's, I don't know, like a lot of scientists are saying maybe we're taking the wrong approach. Other people are saying it should be good, we could get herd immunity, where more people are getting contracting the virus, and it's going to help us in the long term. But at the end of the day, like, it's, not looking, it's not looking great at the moment. But. No, there's got this uh, delay on the ATP for six weeks now. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I think that, well, it's obviously benefiting one man who possibly knew about it all along. Roger Federer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny actually because he's like you say, like he's, he's got he's injured, so he's not actually missing out really at all, is it? He was never be able, he was never not, not able to play anyway. Must have got wind. Must have had some contacts over in China, I think. Just to set, told him it's coming. Yeah, I don't know, but like you say, it's a crisis. It's something that's never happened before. No one really knows what to do. I feel like my days, I'm just I'm waking up. I don't know what to do each day. Like people. Are, I get some people saying, oh, just live your life. You can't really just stay in isolation. Then you see, on the other hand, like all these tragedies and like people in serious, like severe health conditions. And like, especially if you live around your grandparents and stuff, it's not ideal, is it, to be going out and doing stuff? Well, they said it was. I watched the podcast, that Joe Rogan one, and the guy on there, the scientist, said that 
it's only the beginning. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it will double every four days normally, but it doesn't sound like a lot when it's ten people going to twenty people. But when it's a thousand turning to two thousand, or four thousand turning to eight thousand casualties, then people start really like waking up to the fact that it's actually quite serious. So, but yeah. I think the main people who are sort of affected still are the older people yeah. who have underlying health conditions. But there's been cases now healthy people under the age of 60 have actually been on some of the death toll now so i don't think everybody's completely immune to it if you're under the That's important point you make like i think being such an unprecedented event they're not really documenting it too well in terms of like the statistics aren't accurate like there's no. so many people who have contracted the virus who are staying at home self-isolating and no one has a clue about their numbers because their numbers aren't broadcast to the media or the government or it's not part of the figures so it's like really hard to sort of gauge like to what extent the virus is at at the moment and where the peak's going to be or to what extent it will reach. Like I've seen some people saying 80% of the UK are going to contract the virus eventually. Which yeah. Means if, if you transfer that into like the uh, fatality rate, it's going to be about, what, a, a few million people? Yeah. I mean, I don't think that many people are going to die from it, but I think that there is, it's going to, lead into the thousands then if you're looking at that many people contracting the, the same, yeah. well obviously it's they said it's like 20 percent like well 20 percent or is it something like that 20 percent more people it's like 20 percent more harmful than the normal flu or something so mm. or no or 20 times more harmful than the normal flu sorry 20 percent well, originally you said trump trump was tweeting saying oh don't worry about it everything's all right the flu, people get that every year. People are dying from that. And he's soon gone back on them words because, like you see, like he's in America now. He thought we had it all under control, closing the borders. But this thing's spreading fast. And <laughs> His latest press conference, I don't think he's liking this. He can't really crack as many gags as he like, usually likes to. <laughs> he's trying, he's uh, <laughs> actually, like, he only managed to squeeze in a couple of gags during his... They tested him as well. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, he still didn't give the results, though, of what he was. But... But the whole sporting world, it's not just tennis, is it? Like we've seen, it's just in crisis. Like NBA players have got it. Premier League football players have got it. Yeah, Tom people Hanks has got world it. Cup, world stars like Tom Hanks and other people. So it's yeah. affected the whole world. But looking at the tennis, like you say, it's going to be now a six weeks freeze on, on, the, on the tournaments, meaning we're going to miss the Sunshine Double. We're yeah. going to miss Marrakesh. Um, Do you think that this is really, really affecting the worst out of this? I mean, do you see it as it's going to be affecting the players if from who are holding the points from last year the worst, if they're just going to be dropping points and not be able to collect them again? Or do you see it from another standpoint where players like Djokovic, who didn't do very well last year, they were on such a roll unbeaten like this year that he probably could have taken both tournaments and another 2,000 points or something. So yeah. who do you reckon it's really affecting the worst? Yeah, that's a really good question. It's like it's hard to say, really, because you don't know. No one knows how these players would have fared in these tournaments. But like you say, Djokovic in the form he's been in, you would fancy him to to be right to the end of the Sunshine Double, at least so the Indian Wells and Miami, and then even the other ones. Like you can't. The guy is is on for, like in a ridiculous level of form, and like like he was joking in this interview in, in Dubai, he was saying about how he wants to go on beating in the year. Funny enough, we did a podcast on that. If you've not checked it out already, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
you were dubious when I first said, but now with all the cancellations, it's looking more and more likely. That's that what I'm saying. That could actually come true. Djokovic could go unbeaten this year. <laughs> There's no more tennis for the rest of the year. They definitely will be. <laughs> <laughs> Andy Murray will be unbeaten as well. <laughs> and, well, yeah, first time for everything. <laughs> but no, like you say, um, it's hard to say. Like I think Djokovic last year in this same period, uh, I think it was like, what did we, was it six events is going to be cancelled right now in the ATP calendar? Uh, yeah, uh, no, s- seven events, I seven. believe. Yeah. He picked up about 300 points from those events. So you'd fancy him. I'd be pretty confident in saying that I feel like he would be gaining more, as, uh, considering the fact that he's not going to get an injury or anything, obviously, you don't know. But like on that basis, I feel like he would have picked up more than that 300 points. So it's a detriment to him. Yeah, like you say, like you can't. I feel like we can't even talk about it like that because it's a crisis. It's a crisis. Like it's unheard of before. It's much better. Like a few losing a few points or death. Like you got to weigh it up. I've heard that like the the big three, like Federer, Nadal, and Djokovic, have all been sort of key in like the cancellation of the of the tour at the moment. They've they've been speaking out. Djokovic apparently even if it if it had gone ahead, said he wasn't going to play Miami or the, uh, Indian Wells, potentially, just mm. due to the outbreak, just as a stand, really. Oh, so, I don't know why Federer is saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Federer, yeah, he wanted to play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just one leg, just to get the thousand points. Yeah, funny enough, we did actually do a good breakdown of the points. So, um, yeah. I don't know if we, should we go straight on to that now, mate? Because um, biggest have- loser of it all really let's see if i can get it up on the screen now yeah Yeah. we'll pull it up on the screen just so everybody can uh have a look at it anyway so yeah as you can see this is the grid so you've got indian wells we're missing then miami houston marrakesh monte carlo barcelona and budapest so it starts off as the hardcore tournaments the sunshine double both masters 1000 took the first two of the year yeah these two is where you think Zokovic had a real good chance. So last year, he only got 45 points and 90 points. Yeah. Like, surely you'd be thinking that he could do much better than that, right? Well, I think if he could manage to take 2,000 points out of those two tournaments, yeah. it's just going to be leaps and bounds above everything. I don't think it would be able to be caught up until after Wimbledon if people were to try and catch him. Yeah, I agree. The race for number one, like he, he would be, he's walking it as it is. Like I saw a stat saying that if no tennis was played, he's there's a good chance he'll still end up winning the. Do you know that you've got the ATP rankings and you've got the live ones for the ATP tour, the final at the end of the year, the finals. Yes. Yeah, he would be like if there was no tennis played, it'd be difficult to catch him. Like I think Nadal can catch him, but even then, like it just shows what monumental effort he's done from January through to March to like February. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy. It's unheard of. He's been winning everything. So hats off to him. But here, like you see, like you'd fancy him to pick up more points. Here, the initial thing what's like screams out to me is these two here. So you've got Team and Federer. Well, Federer was going to be losing them anyway. But Team, probably the one you want to feel the most sorry for at the moment if these points don't get frozen. Yeah, I agree. So So, Team... But as you can see from the points, it wouldn't have really changed too much. Like the only major difference I see here is maybe Federer would have, but Federer was going to drop down anyway because he couldn't play. So Medvedev would go into uh, fourth, and Federer is going to drop down to fifth. To fifth. Well, I'm sure Medvedev, yeah, would have managed uh, at least 
45 points, I'm sure, at this tournament. So. Yeah, I agree. Well, at least yeah, yeah, on that basis, it doesn't, it doesn't actually affect the top 10 too much at all. Um, not many, like Goffin didn't pick up too many points. Ferev, Tittipas, you'd fancy them to be able to do much better than what they've yeah, done no, there. You never know with Monfils either. Like, obviously, the form he's been in, he's only lost to Djokovic this year. Or not, sorry, not this year, in the past three tournaments, he's yeah. just to Djokovic. So he's been in the form of Zai. Probably annoying for a player like Monfils, who's just suddenly come into this amazing form, just yeah. to now have this long break, which is a real shame, considering the hard court season's not really finished yet. Yeah. It's just sad for him. I mean, he is still good on clay, but nothing compared to the form that he was showing on this hard court. So. Yeah. No, I agree. But another point to make on this, actually, is the most important thing really here from what I see is the ranking one and two. So really, Nadal's going for the number one. Djokovic is trying to retain the number one. By the points not being defended, yeah, you'll see that there's a 600 swing here. So yeah, Djokovic yeah. does gain them 600 points. But there is talk I saw earlier saying that they're going to they could freeze the points. What do you think of that? I don't know. I'm not sure if they should do that. Like it's a crisis. Maybe it probably is the best thing to do. How, how, it is that, how does it work then? Like because I'm not really sure. How do they deal with like if they freeze the points? When do they eventually drop off? If you know what I mean. Um, it's a good question. Because uh, obviously they would normally drop off as the tournaments were played. If the tournaments aren't being played, will they drop off? Or like, there's there's not really been a very good explanation on how they would do it if they did freeze it. So I'm waiting to really hear if they did do it. Maybe that's why it's taken so long because it it's not an easy decision to make. Just to say players, oh well, we'll just freeze it and they can keep their points because. They're going to have to drop off at some point because they were going to anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good point. But if you keep the points, uh, then it's just benefiting the players who were really good on hard court uh, last year. So I don't know. Not really. Wait, talking about that though, there's only these two hard court tournaments. Yeah, so two two thousands here, which is two thousand points, and the rest of these. Granted, the top players aren't don't usually pay in Houston and Marrakesh. They're smaller two fifties. But you will see Nadal in Monte Carlo, Barcelona, and he will be pre-tournament favourite for both of them tournaments. Oh, sure. And obviously you've got teams coming up there. You'd fancy him to do quite well. Fanini is not in the top 10, but you fancy him to do well in them too. He always usually does. I think he won uh, Monte Carlo last year. Yeah, he did. So. Um, so there's a lot of good players there. And even Garin, Christian Garin in top form, good on clay. Maybe. And then the shame that we won't get to see... Carlos Alcaraz Garcia as well, yeah. tearing up the clay court season because we got a little and say both wild as well. Another oh. player who just won his first ATP event just would be great. We're finally getting to see some young talent coming through to challenge into the ATP, and now we're hit with this wall really, which uh, is preventing the uh, growth of these players. But it is bad, but like. I don't know, like we've said, it's no one saw it happening. It's just it's these things happen and we've just got to cope with the best way, trying to stay positive. At the moment, like everything's a bit negative, but if everyone sticks together and tries to be as positive as possible, that's the only thing we can do in times like this. Yeah, sure. Um, anyway, let me get rid of this. As you can see, these are the tournaments we're going to miss. 
really the top two is not really the top ten doesn't change at all. Djokovic maybe is more favourable in this, but then you can also argue the fact that maybe not because you'd fancy him to win Indian Wells Miami. So anyway, let's get off that. Just let us know your thoughts on the whole thing. What do you think? Yeah, I heard that uh, that the French Open has no intention of cancelling as well. That they released a statement, I believe it was yesterday, saying that they had no no intention. Like it's with complete disregard to the current crisis, really. They're obviously feeling that this is probably a big revenue maker, probably similar to the horses. Like, I mean, the Cheltenham Festival probably funds so many different companies and so many different, like, businesses that they made it go ahead anyway. People are always going to go to it. If you said it was running, people are going to go. And there was no doubt in it. And I think the same would be for the French. And... It's something it should really be left to the people organising the tournament to be able to make that decision. I think it should just be left within maybe like government just to say, no, you're not happy because they banned like, even though, well, they've had it in France. They banned meetings in crowded like places or like big public places and stuff. So how can you still come out with the statement that you're going to keep your tournament running after they've just said stuff like that. I don't know, it's a little bit... It's a matter of time before more countries do that anyway. Like, UK's going to be soon anyway. Like, it's, it's going to get to a point where every country's going to have to go to lockdown, right? Yeah, for sure. And eventually, it's just they're trying to not do it too soon, the UK government. They want to sort of prolong it as long as possible. <laughs> what Boris is up to. <laughs> He's, uh... Boris, mate, he wants a few deaths on his, on his, uh, on his watch. People are already trying to get him out of being <laughs> Prime Minister now yeah. as well. Anyway, no politics on this podcast. So. No, I don't. I don't have anything to say about him or Trump. <laughs> they can. They can. Uh, they, they look like each other's estranged, estranged cousins or something, don't they? Yeah, very weird. So yeah, like you're saying, like all the players at the moment. Yeah. Just, what What are they doing with their time? I see some of them. It's quite funny. Like you see football players doing it as well. And a few tennis players are like. Any recommendations of good Netflix series to watch? Yeah, I'm just seeing it over Netflix. I've been doing the same. I went down and said 46 Netflix seasons you should watch on some uh, channel. What are you watching at the moment? Anything good? Started watching some uh, weird one last night called American Vandal. Oh, is, right. I've heard of that. Uh, it's a comedy documentary type thing. They've done it like almost like a murder documentary, but it's to do with just like a high school or something like this where someone's been graffitiing like dicks over, <laughs> over like things like that or someone's been said to have hooked up with some girl or something and they're just like investigating into the text messages and all this sort of thing. so it's just a mockumentary I think they call it but it's done in quite a funny way where they're analyzing like the crime scenes and stuff like that as if to say like could this have happened this person didn't have a sight or something like that on on it, but yeah, no, that sounds quite good. Yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like something silly, something to take your mind off all of the seriousness. I think that's yeah. why I've been wanting. I've just what we've been watching is something serious all the time. I it's think you've got to do that. It gets down, doesn't it? I have the news on all the time here at home. I don't know it's not a good idea because I tell you I watch it. I just get down and just want to watch something serious. Just let, like laughter's the best medicine, they always say, yeah. mate. So, mate, I think I think the best thing what's going on is Benoit Pair. I found the video. <laughs> Benoit, he's taking social distancing to the next level. I'll show you. You can see there. Strong beer game, like it. 
Ah, look at that. Not one, what, not one soul on the beach. <laughs> Self-isolating on the beach with a strong beard game. Mate, like your old beard. Ah, uh, mate, come back hopefully soon. It's growing. It's growing. <laughs> In self-isolation, it's going to hopefully come back. Yeah, no, it's looking good at the moment. Not too bad, not too bad. I know, I just think, like, the way this is going, it's just getting, like, it's not been that long, and I think a lot of people, like, I don't I don't want to be negative on the podcast. I just think the worst is yet to come still, and it's like, this is only the start of everything. Things right. are only going to be more intensified. We've not seen a full lockdown yet. Other countries are already going through it. We're not actually part of that. As you know, we're not working for the next few weeks. We've been told to work from home. A lot of other people are doing the same thing. Um, and I just think it's a bit, to be honest, it's boring as hell. But at the end of the day, health's got to come first. Uh, I can't say I'm not bored at home. I just want to watch some tennis. So I've, just been, I've been watching some like old games and highlights, what pops up on Facebook and different things like that. It's been quite fun to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, like on the tennis front, it's... Obviously, we can't really do much about that tennis because there's nothing really going on. Um, I just hope it comes back soon. And my main worry now is Wimbledon is in July. Yeah. You've got Roland Garros. When is it Roland Garros? Yeah, it's uh, June, isn't it? I think it's just before, isn't it? It's like April, June, is it? End of May, is it? May, June, sorry. Let's have a look. 24th of May to the 7th of June, yeah. Yeah, so you've got Ray, Roland Garros in the May. It's like, mate, I just, I, Roland Garros is maybe my favourite tournament. I know yours is definitely Wimbledon. A lot of people's is Wimbledon, but Roland Garros, I love it. I really enjoy it. Love the All England. Love it. Because you can actually watch on the telly. It's on ITV4 for like people in the UK. And um, obviously Nadal is just incredible there. It's just so fun to watch. I was uh, all over the Casper uh, Rude. Uh, Express last year he was sort of steaming through the rounds wasn't he and then he I'd just got a little bit too carried away and bet for him to beat Federer <laughs> and then he got creamed by Federer yeah no I, I think I don't want to I think Rude's got a good chance this year like he's obviously we've been seeing him so far on, on clay he lost the save off in the final but I mean, they I'm might not... look very good and it'd be interesting to see I think that's the, the saddest thing about the Roland Garros I feel like on the clay court there's a lot more younger players coming through than what you would see in like other surfaces. Yeah. And um, I think it would have been really exciting to maybe see Garcia come through in a wild card. Uh, obviously, Sable Wild, as we mentioned. Casper Rudd's never really, he's been in grandstands, never really progressed that far. I think this is a good chance for him. And then you've got obviously the likes of Nadal to see how, is he going to get another step closer to Federer? Or does he, I think he goes even, doesn't he, on Grand Slam? Here we go, even, yeah. Yeah. In- there's probably a load of fans out there that will probably be hoping that that tournament doesn't take place because we know that Djokovic loves a bit of uh, Wimbledon. Yeah, sure. year. But then there will be the Fed fans as well out for that as well. Oh, I think Federer, like, it suits him quite well, this whole situation. Like, injury. He's With- injured. He had the cold virus. No one else can get gain, gain on him at all. He knows that the fact that if Roland Garros doesn't go ahead, Nadal doesn't have that chance. But we can't rule off Djokovic. Djokovic could do what could. I feel like he's going to be there and about in the Roland Garros semis final. Something it could oh, go. He could be the way it's going at the moment, if no one gets a warm up before Roland Garros on clay <laughs> on a proper tournament situation, I think he's got as good a chance as anyone to win. Yeah. I, I think, 
I don't think this is going to really benefit anybody, like not having a warm up on Merlon Garros. Yeah, the Dal was a big team. Yeah, but so then yeah, he, I, I feel like it would be this year. I was really looking forward to it, like the way the clay court. Um, there's new players involved in it. I feel like it could have been a really good, really quality tournament. But for for Federer, it must be great for him. He knows no one's going to be catching him. But then on the other hand. It's just sad. Like I just really wanted to see it, but really set up the podcast and then all the time. Yeah, so I, I think that's another thing that gets me down a bit. I'm not gonna lie. Like, we start a podcast, all of a sudden there's a global pandemic and we can't even continue it, and we've got nothing to talk about apart from a virus. I know, but hopefully, well, everyone's taking the right precautions. We can just get back to tennis as soon as possible. I know that everybody, even like local tennis clubs are all closing. There's not even, it's not just the major sporting events. It's everything being affected. It's just sports, is it? It's shops and everything. Like eventually there's only going to be a pharmacy and supermarkets open, no restaurants, bars, everything. So I was thinking about starting up a little toilet roll stand just on the side of the road. Just uh, <laughs> might be selling them for 10 pounds a roll. Oh no! Don't get me started on that. I'm a bit. I'm very against all of the people keep stocking out. I think it's selfish as hell. People are buying all this stuff, and then people are going there and they can't get anything. Yeah. Not everyone's privileged to be able to afford to buy loads of stuff at once. So it's like, I just think it's very selfish of people to be stockpiling, basically. Well, these are the same people. If there was Armageddon, they'd probably eat all the food and just leave you to die rather than sharing yeah, it. With sure, them. they're selfish and. Uh, it's not nice, but I guess in times of crisis, you see all types of people. You see the selfish ones, see the people who stick together. It's nice to uh, eat a little, well, eat a little bit more tinned food as well, isn't it? <laughs> 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 that, that, there's a bit tinned foods never seen so many big sales as of oh, last. Like, it's probably were, sold out as well, mate. You won't be able to get anything. In the local shops where I am, I went in there and literally all the tin tuna, tin meats, everything tinned was just gone, mate. Yeah. People are literally in like bunkers somewhere, like thinking the world's going to end, I think. It's like it's like a war, isn't it? And another thing to talk about is the Olympics. So obviously, we was anticipating the Olympics this year. That ties into obviously Olympics is loads of different games and sports and different things involved in it. But tennis is is one of the one of the sports. And loads of people from different countries all travelling to the same country as well. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, and it's Japan as well, which isn't too bad. It's not really been affected. I think it's been affected by the virus, but not as bad as some of its neighbouring countries, Korea or. Yeah, I think Korea suffered a lot more, but um, it's still not ideal. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter what country it's in; it's everywhere. So, it's just I don't know if the Olympics is going to be going ahead. Like, that's another sad thing. Like, that would been exciting to see. I, I was hoping GB could have won it, mate. Dan Evans in the form he's in. Lord, bit of Lloyd Glasspool. <laughs> Glasspool. <laughs> Yeah, James Ward's been in some hot form as well. Yeah, Heather Watson, the women mixed doubles. Yeah. Watson, she's been doing well. Yeah, well, I think with England, UK or GB have a good chance in um, the doubles. Yeah, they know with Jamie Murray, he'll be out there, I'm sure. And what's his name? Salisbury, Joe Salisbury and... Um, Salisbury. What's his name? What's the partner called? Salisbury and... Uh, Ram. Ram. Lots of Rams English, so you know what double won't be. Rams are English, mate. Yeah. But yeah, yeah well, it's, it's like, a shame. Do you think that even it's worth people suggesting that they play behind closed doors? Because I've seen some of the tennis players have actually been 
just playing in the in the stadiums, just warming up. They're there already. There's well, no... I saw um, Dominic Team doing that Indian Wealth with uh, Tommy Hayes, but yeah, uh, I don't think that was the point of doing it behind closed doors. Because the whole been... point of it is, it's the whole point of it is the fan sport, like and yeah, sports but... you need the fan. There's no sport without fans. So but then again, there's still a schedule and there's still people around the world who are all stuck at home with now not, not even stuff to watch on their favourite things to watch on TV. Yeah, but I understand what you're saying and people can watch it on the screens and stuff. But like, do you not think that would have an impact on the way the tournament's played out? And like, what kind of tournament is it in the crucial moments where you've not got people there like clapping for Hawkeye? Or people getting involved, or the cheering, or the crowds. Maybe the umpire will do the claps. For the <laughs> <laughs> They'll get fake crowd sounds. We'll get all the ball. All the ball. No, there might not be any ball boys. They just have to go and get their own ball from the net. Yeah, no, it's, it has to be cancelled. It's the right thing to the, to have been done. But I've just noticed there's other sports. Up nothing to talk about. There's, I watched the, there was a, in the UFC, which is obviously like cage fighting, mixed martial arts. Mm. They have. Uh, decided to still proceed with all of their events, but no fans in the stadiums where they've been booked. They've moved events to places where they can actually proceed with it, and they're just going to televise it, and so people can still actually watch it. Mm. So it was very weird, because I watched one yesterday, and they're in an empty room, like a huge empty stand. You can do, you can, the, the fighters can hear the commentators talking while, uh, they're, next to, while they're fighting. Yeah. I'm kind of against it. I think sport needs to be for the fans. Like, without, without the fans, there's no such thing as sport, in my opinion. So for me, like, I think they should just scrap it all together, stop doing all these half, half-hearted things. From a selfish perspective, it would be nice to see some tennis, even if it's televised. But like, and I, want, I want it to be, I want the integrity of the tournament to be there. And I feel like you lose a lot of that if you're doing it televised behind closed, closed doors. Yeah. You don't see the same outcome and results. And ultimately, that's got to be the first thing, integrity and the enjoyment. Like, it's not the same, is it, about fans? So It's like Wimbledon have said that they're not prepared to even run the tournament if it's going to be behind closed doors, which is, I yeah, think, so. Wimbledon's one of the ones more than probably even any of the other tournaments, which is all about the fans. Mm. You've got the people all gathered on Henman Hill or Murray Mound, whatever you want to call it. And people just everywhere just literally just watching the tennis and just it's just one of those just summer like extravaganzas like mm. everybody just gets together queues in the field like people it's just a whole day out there everybody and the the players play up to the crowd and, of course. and I think if you imagine like having a Wimbledon where the final where somebody won and then they just looked around and just went like oh it'd be, it'd be shocking what would you do if you, you can't even celebrate yeah, they just, just go like, oh, well done, mate. Yeah. Where would you draw the line? Would you have the teams there? Nadal's got about 15-man, 20-man team. Or Djokovic, they've got big teams around them. Might fill the stadium with... If you have the two teams there, that's at least probably 40 people. And there would be other people like medics and other people there as well. It yeah. just can't happen. It just can't happen. It's just... Um, I think just right. accept it now, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. But, yeah, I mean, all we've got to do is just try and look on the horizon, keep a... Uh, Keep our eyes peeled for any other updates that people might be sharing about whether the, when the next tournament is is going to be played. And then maybe when everywhere gets the all clear and the travel and all the borders, they start getting 
let him let back in again, then we might be able to actually start planning a trip again at some point. Well, that's a good point you make. Like, we were so excited we had our trip planned to Italy, and we've seen what's happened to Italy now. So, luckily, we didn't actually book that. That would have been the worst. Uh, right. Lost money, <laughs> sure. Like, on the Airbnb and that. But I don't know. I think they're refunding everything anyway, to be fair. But it's not even that. It's just a whole hassle. I think, of on that. I think people are struggling. They're just losing money from flights and stuff. Yeah, I think Airbnb are doing it where you can cancel, like you get your money back without the admin fees, which is quite good. Um, but yeah, like it's just we was looking at Spain as well. We was going to go to maybe Mercia because we saw the attack. This is like early on in the early stages of the virus. We saw yeah. it was getting quite bad, so we were thinking, oh, it doesn't hopefully that will all die down soon. We'll just go to Spain. Look at Spain now. Yeah. We're cursing each other, like, just like our curses on the podcast, mate. We name a country, they're going to have a pandemic. <laughs> they're going to shut down. I know, mate. We'd better keep our mouths shut. I think. Yeah, no more countries we're visiting. No, that's it, mate. Well, I think we should. Uh, well, have you got anything else that you want to? Uh, Not really, no. No. Is there any other funny bits and pieces that have come out in the media? Uh, nothing really, mate. To be fair, it's just all been like. It's old, to be honest, and depressing. Like people are trying to keep upbeat about it. Some tennis players are making some quite funny jokes about how like they're saying, "Oh, they're unemployed. Any any jobs going? I can work nine to five, handyman." No jobs going though, is there? Uh, there's nothing. Like it's the same for everyone. So it's not just tennis players who are suffering. It's just sad for us because we've made a podcast and we like talking about tennis and not even just the podcast. We love watching it anyway. We was watching tennis, talking about tennis before all of this. Yeah, so just it's sad. And then another big thing is, are they going to freeze freeze the rankings? Is that the right thing for them to do? What do you think? Uh, I think personally, just let it play. Just what well, I mean. At the end of the day, we've seen it. It's not really going to change much anyway. Mm-hmm. But upon the top ten, I haven't looked further down. Like but as well. I don't think it's going to really affect the people who matter that much. So I think just let it play out, and then hopefully we can just get back to business, and then people can just start trying to win their points back. They're going to be even more valuable when people come back now. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I don't know what the next tournament will be, but... <clears throat> well, I, this, uh, I did have it up. Oh, it was like Estore or something. Estola. I forget what it's called. Um, the next one is going to be Estore, Estoril in Portugal, which I don't think is going to happen, to be honest. Mm, maybe not. Uh, that's 29th of April. I feel like that's too soon. I think the problem is a lot of this um, is not even hit its peak, like we're saying now. Like they're saying it could peak maybe like June time, July. So I think we've got a few months of this yet, mate. And it's um, I don't think tournaments going to be played. It's going to be fascinating to see what they do with other sports like the NBA and, or Premier League. Are they going to have to cancel that season? Are they going to avoid the season? Yeah. For likes of Liverpool. Right? <laughs> yeah, all, the, all the Liverpool fans, they're finally 25 points clear at the top of the league and now the season's in jeopardy. I oh, know. Typical, isn't it? That's just oh, something. Yeah. I was just going to mention just uh, one other thing. Just uh, on a lighter note, uh, happy birthday to Coco Goff, who turned 16. Oh. A couple of days ago, so yeah, happy birthday, Coco! Uh, yeah, this, this would have been a big year for her as well. But hopefully, she'll, she'll be back when the when the virus all clears off. She'll be back then in semi-finals. Exactly. Finals. Hope she was able to celebrate her 
Sweet 16 in style somewhere, like, that wasn't closed. Well, I don't know. Wait, she probably couldn't, to be fair, but... Well, well let's hope she did. She can always reschedule it for next month. Oh, God, it's not like a tennis tournament, mate. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> she can't just pretend her birthday's a few months after. <laughs> oh, yeah, Irish Tennis Update. She did a quick shout-out for uh, Game to Love podcast. Um... Yeah, he's, he's not a tennis fan. He likes covering all Irish tennis. So if there's any Irish fans out there, go check him out. I'll put his um, at in the description. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good tennis podcasts out there. We've been following a few recently just to keep us occupied. Uh, obviously, you've got our one, the best one, but there's a few others there. <laughs> um, got a make sure we, yeah, just keep keep watching our stuff, like some of the older stuff. We're going to we're gonna try it and as much as possible. Tell us what you think about this new setup as well. Like We're not really overly keen on it, but we're going to make the best of the situation like the whole world is at the moment. We just want to try and uh, make as much content as possible and just we love talking about tennis anyway, so we might as well record it. Yeah, um, maybe we should, uh, if we get well stuck indoors for too long, maybe we'll have to go over some stats and pull... Uh, Pull some good debates. Yeah, yeah. I've got a lot of different things we maybe we could talk about in the upcoming week. So keep keep posted on our channel. If you're not subscribed already, make sure you subscribe. Definitely. Like our video. Send us some comments. And I've, I don't want to promise anything, but I maybe the next one we may bring on a little uh, special guest. So keep keep your eyes open for that. Hey. Um, but yeah, I think there's not much else to say, mate. Do you want to wrap it up there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Like, comment, subscribe. Thanks for listening. Game to love over and out. Peace.